Hey everyone, welcome back to the Passive Buddies podcast. And today we are going to cover how to make money as passive as possible on Facebook. And as usual, I have got my co-host Brandon Duff here, who is probably absolutely crushing and killing this. Well, it's not probably, I know he is. Um, and there's some definitely some sweet little hacks that we can teach you today. So I'm super, super excited. What about you, Brandon? Yeah, I, we love Facebook. We love passive income. So this is a, a great episode to tune in on and takes, definitely take some notes because I think you will learn a lot. Uh, let's dive right in. What do you do when the dream of an online business makes you work harder than a day job would? The answer, you build passive income. On the Passive Buddies podcast, we cover the myths behind passive income and how to build true financial and time freedom. Welcome to the Passive Buddies podcast. I think obviously this one is like it's it's all it's like in terms of marketing, like it's it's definitely our bread and butter. Um, obviously, because Facebook is such a great great platform to make money on, um, and it's possibly one of the easiest as well to start with um, from the social platforms. Um, so. Before we get into how to do it, why did you pick Facebook above different platforms? Well, with uh, Instagram, I I started actually on Instagram, and I was in the fitness space, and I thought that was more uh, kind of yeah to show like it's more visual, right? That's how fitness is, and so uh, showing off. Uh, different workouts, showing off different uh, stretches. So I thought it was very kind of more of a visual aspect in the fitness industry. And once I got into the online space and doing more of online marketing and investing, then I realized Facebook is really great for groups because it kind of takes people of the same mindset, the same industries, and all put them together in a nice little package and so uh, that's why I ended up moving to Facebook when I got into the whole online marketing space. Yeah, I think obviously, like in terms of one of the main organic marketing strategies, like I think the whole group scenario is is like it's just it's so easy to attract attention, isn't it? You can get people adding friends, you can get people buying products, etc. Just by yeah. just by having obviously what we call a profile funnel. Yeah, that's another option too. Yeah, so in terms of like the the profile funnel, so. You, it's what people need to get away from is people when they set up a business on Facebook, they go straight to a business page, don't they? Which is a logical thing to do. But unless you're going to run ads to those um, business pages, which you can do, I shouldn't start off that way. Um, I'd, I'd definitely set up a personal profile funnel. Would you agree? Yeah, definitely. I think that having a personal profile and a, a profile funnel is a great way to take kind of your page and turn it into almost like a homepage as a website. And so in doing so you're attracting people, um, people are curious. So they'll check if you do a nice little post somewhere, people are going to check out your profile. They're going to see the, the, your landing page in a second, in a sense where it's kind of all about you, um, your cover image, like your actual face, um, and then like a little brief description about to the point of what you do, and then a kind of a, a call to action. And so, in doing so, it can take someone on your Facebook who was kind of like a prospect who's now checking out your stuff 
and jumping into say a, a link or a call to action on their page. And then that's uh, kind of like a small conversion or a micro conversion um, where they're committing to you. So I think that's uh, a really good way to start because um, one, you get more traction on your organically on your profile than a business page versus a business page, like you said, is more for running ads. Yeah, and you are right. Obviously, people are naturally curious, aren't they? Like, if you put a comment somewhere in a group or, like, people will check you out. Um, and so you're missing out on free opportunities by not having a profile funnel. So just to cover it, it's, like, it's a cover photo, a branded cover photo of, like, a call to action, an offer, somewhere that you want to take people to. You want your profile picture to show your face. You want to be happy. You want to be, like, people need to be able to see, look into your eyes and relate. Then the bio, which was the description uh, uh, Brandon was talking about, and that is like two lines of basically who, what you do and who you help. And then you've got the opportunity to put a website link in, in your bio or in your about section, which you can drive people to either your own Facebook group, your affiliate link, like any type of offer that you've got going. And just by having those things set up, you can literally get traction, you get leads, get prospect, get emails, all by just having those things on there. And as Brandon said, 100%, you get better organic traffic from your personal profile um, compared to a business page. Business pages, if you want to run ads, then obviously you have to have a business page and that will get you traction. But obviously it's paid, whereas the organic strategy is 100%, you can get leads for free. Now, I've seen you change your cover photo a number of times and I've seen you change like different little hacks within Facebook. What has been your, what has been your best hacks to optimize your profile funnel the best? Um, not having too much like content. I think that's listing out like where you went to school and, you know, uh, how many jobs you had or, um, you know, so many different links, people, and then like their Instagram, their LinkedIn, all these different links. And I think that people tend to just get overwhelmed and there's too much there versus just seeing one thing, giving them one or two options. And I think that's uh, been a very easy fix for me. I think that's been the best um, because obviously if you give them too many options, they get kind of like option overwhelm and they don't take any action. So I think that's a, a super easy one. I, I tend to change like kind of where I am. Like, so when we had super Facebook tools, um, now Saeed handled all of that and he's our main developer. And so he handles that side of the business. And so he, um, I don't have to kind of advertise anymore about that uh, versus now crypto. Um, we, my kind of avenue is that I still have obviously the money friends, which is like the parent company. And we have like this, uh, the digital tycoon and then super Facebook tools and now um, boring passive income. And so with boring passing come, that's kind of my main link. And so that's one option that people are, are able to go to. I think we also have a group with like 4,100 people. And so uh, that's a kind of our free group that people join. So I think being able to just have one uh, offer and then on Facebook is kind of been the, the best option. Plus it kind of takes the distraction away from LinkedIn and all the other uh, um, Instagram. I never post on Instagram. Also being able to, um, this is, I guess a little tip, and I'm sure everyone uses it, so it's not really a tip, but 
Um, most of my stories I post on uh, Facebook, but it pushes to Instagram too. So that's, um, that's why I don't really have to do much on Instagram. <laughs> uh, I love it. Obviously, like, so basically less is more in, in this scenario. So as you say, that, that about section you can put where you went to school, like how, how many friends you've got, where you went to college, what you've, yeah. degrees you've got, like and all that crap that no one really, really where you live, about. Where, your, where your birthplace yeah. is. I think <laughs> also in today's world, people just can social engineer you. I mean, we heard of some big hacks that happen and just providing all that extra, like the extra stuff is not good. Like where you're born, like that's kind of, kind of a common question for, um, getting like your bank, like, um, account information, like to reset your password. Um, what is it like, where were you born or where, what street do you grow on? Like you shouldn't have that stuff on, on social media. I think, especially in today's age where people can social engineer, uh, you and have access to your phone where they can clone it and all sorts of different crazy stuff. Yeah. Obviously the, the security side of it is obviously quite important. Um, yeah. But when you look at the, the marketing side, like of just one call to action, one link or, or two links max and having that sort of like, this is where it, it's, it's the idea of a funnel is just to push everybody in the same direction. Right. Um, so by using that and leveraging that, obviously mine is, I switch my lead magnets out, um, but obviously my core one's obviously pushing people to the Passive Buddies Facebook group and driving people to that. So I know I'm actually due to change my code for a while because um, I do it on like a week rotation because obviously the amount of friends that come in. Um, yep. So I know obviously that's due to come out. And just changing my cover photo alone will get me probably 10 to 20 new leads. Um, so having that like is really, really like good. Um, what I would say in terms of like a little hack for the, the cover photo is keep all your text um, and anything that you want people to read within your cover photo in the top middle section, because when you move to mobile, that is what they can see. Okay, yeah. Everything else could be cut out or is really irrelevant. It's just there for desktop design. But for you in your mobile view, it's top middle. And then they can see exactly what you're offering, who you're helping, because a lot of a lot of consumers are on, work on mobile. A lot of producers will work on laptop or desktop because obviously, like you've got more to do, etc. Whereas obviously, the people who are buying from you more than likely are on your are on mobile. So you do have to be mobile optimized. That'd be my personal hack to just to increase increase that passive lead flow. Well, I also think that I mean, if you think of what you just said, I think that that's the, what's so important how good you are and how you think of these things is that's true. Most producers are working from a desktop because they are uh, using their computer to do more and uh, get more done versus someone on a mobile is typically on their phone, uh, not they're just consuming. And I think that knowing that as a, I think that's an awesome hack just to think of how you think of things uh, is, I think that's a great way to look at it because you should be optimizing for both. And the mindset behind why someone would use a desktop versus a mobile is, is pretty, pretty awesome. Yeah. I know when I put my phone to jump on social media, I'm doing it to, to be a consumer rather than a producer. Right. Um, so actually I know my personal behaviors and um, so even people who are producers that may be like your level who you're like going for so for instance say you were trying to 
attract me or, or Brandon. Um, like, we will pick up our phone just to do a little bit of, like, consuming, um, but it's not often. So, so making sure you have, like, both set up is really important. Um, now, in terms of getting engagement and views, um, what are your hacks to get engagement? Because if you get engagement and views, you can get viewers. You get viewers, you'll get leads, and then obviously leads turn into clients. So what are your hacks for engagement? So hacks for engagement, uh, anything controversial typically will get engagement um, just because you can piss off one side or the other. Um, <laughs> I mean, that's, I think why, uh, for instance, uh, I think one of my more well-known moments with you was when me, me I threw a book of traffic secrets in the pool, uh, in like a click funnels group. And so that's kind of like throwing uh, gasoline on the fire in a sense. And, uh, it did, it got a really good engagement It kind of put me in a spotlight. So I think if you're able to, um, kind of be slightly controversial or not always being friendly to everyone, because you have to kind of kind of pick your circle or pick your crowd. Um, and I think uh, you can love him or hate him with Donald Trump, but he, it's kind of the Donald Trump effect. I was literally going to bring that up next. <laughs> because, I mean, he's he's very controversial, and but he always put out controversial information and you can talk about him, um, good things about him or bad things about him, but you're still talking about him. Um, and which then causes people to, you know, it's a ripple effect. So people will look into him that didn't really care. And just because someone's talking bad about him and then form their own opinions. And so if you're nice and 60% of the time, then you're going to always win. Right. So, um, just, you have to kind of, I guess just cause be loud out there. I think um, obviously like talking about there's two things you've nailed there. Obviously, one is about being like polar, like so you've got to be able to stand out from the crowd, but you've got to make sure you don't go like too crazy. Um, right. Now, and there is a fine line, and um, so you don't want to be down the middle, boring. You want to be like you want to you want to have your own opinion. Don't be scared to voice your own opinion, and um, but you don't want to be like crazy out there and going back to the whole Donald Trump thing I think like when he first ran his first campaign when I watched that like obviously when he won like he was like he was out there but he was polar wasn't he like he was he was saying some stuff and people were like well, you, you can't be a politician and say that but it was attracting a lot of attention and I think that was probably one of the major major reasons because he was like he wasn't just doing the whole like the whole general politician thing he was like right. actually no this is this and this is this and he was being different which allowed them to be in, so he stayed in that polar side, which allowed him to get a lot more views, votes, talked about, etc. And then I'd say the second time, obviously, it was up and he ran and obviously he lost. Obviously, there's big controversies, obviously, about like whether it was fixed or whatever. But right. I'd say on the second time, he pushed the boundaries a little bit more, didn't he? And I think he went to the on some occasions the batshit crazy side or people <laughs> perceived it as batshit crazy and um, just because he knew that tactic worked he knew about the polar like the being polar worked but i think he just went a little bit too far and i think that's why it was a little bit believable that biden won 
Obviously, don't get me wrong, I'm not a politician. I don't really follow no. politics, but from a marketing perspective, it was about staying in that polar side to maybe going a bit too over the top um, and how that can have an effect on your outcome and how that can have effect on your traffic views and sales. Yeah, definitely. You, you, there, there is a group for everyone. And depending on how far one way you are um, to another, you kind of shrink your, your group size. Yeah. or your, your circle in a sense. So, or your marketing, uh, ocean blue ocean or red ocean. So, uh, you kind of want to be one way or the other, but not so far one way that, and this is with anything, this is not political. This is like, if you are super into cats, you don't want to be like that, uh, super cat lady who, you know, collects a hundred cats. Um, you, you can have one or two, um, and then you're not too crazy. That's normal. Um, versus one who has 20 cats, you're like, that's a little strange. So, um, you want to be on that one side. And then there's people on the opposite that don't like cats and they hate cats. Um, so, or there's some people that are like, okay, cats are all right. So you don't want to be super crazy. You want to be one way or the other. Um, but be, don't be like super boring either, but don't be so crazy that people don't want to talk to you at all, but be a little controversial. I think that uh, allows you to um, kind of continuously uh, create new content that people are going to engage on, which is the, the part of this series is how to make it as passive as possible. So having a um, scheduling tool or something that can make these posts, um, I, I think you use some AI software to use any kind of, uh, I know there's so many different softwares out there today. Um, so things that kind of, save you time um, that can schedule these posts um, and then that allow you to get engagement. So, yeah, I've, I've used it. I've used a few in the past. Um, and in terms of like, obviously one of the best, better ones that I've used um, is actually super Facebook tools or is it super Facebook tools or super sweet tools now? The name super Facebook tools, super Facebook tools. And um, that was definitely one of the better ones, obviously, to run things um, in terms of automating a, a hell of a lot. Um, like you could obviously, because what you want to do, for instance, if you use it in a logical form, like you want to post, or when you do post, you want to be engaging with people prior to that to get maximum views. So, super sweet tools or super Facebook tools can do that engagement for you 15 minutes prior to posting. You can get that to run and set up. And then that allows you to focus on the logistics of your post and get that post out there. Um, so leveraging that software to do that. Then also like leads, like there's auto, like auto responders, now auto comment responders, should I say, um, which then allows us to, if you put out what we what I call oh, yeah. a bait post, um, some people will call like a two-step post, um, when you put out like something looking for leads, the auto comments can then allow like, hey, the, the extra bit of engagement, and then you can take them into DMs. So stuff like that is, is really, really useful because you can spend a lot of time on Facebook. So having that, um, those, those type of tools can 100% like really speed up that process. Yeah, I think that just being organized on Facebook will save you a bunch of time too. I mean, uh, I use Super Facebook Tools more for the CRM uh, function of it just because writing things down, I mean, you use Google Sheets, I use the CRM for uh, Facebook 
Um, it just makes it a lot simpler. Um, we talked about having a profile profile funnel, but you want to have that to a either a profile, not profile, but a um, an actual funnel or a uh, lead magnet or something to capture content or capture email addresses so that you do have automation with uh, your email service. Uh, as you can, you want to create this like system with Facebook where you're automatically pushing out content um, and then using that content as a way to capture email addresses through a funnel or your profile funnel through into a funnel and then sending out emails to your offer. And then obviously that goes with scaling where then you can start running ads. So it's, I think it all really starts with having an engaging, um, I guess, Facebook profile, because if you don't have an engaging Facebook profile, no one's going to really, uh, I guess, engage with your content. Um, so, or actually, give you leads and that's what we're trying to get is leads so that we can have more eyes on our, our um, actual offer until we can actually scale with ads. I think you've the main concept and obviously no matter what your platform is, obviously Facebook's one of the easiest ones to get started with, but your main concept is getting that email address because that email address, um, no matter what my lead magnet is, whether it's my Facebook group, whether it's organic lead mastery um, or like some of the free trainings that I've got out there, like they all follow the same process. They get, we get their email, then we go into a five day sequence to promote whatever we're promoting. And then, then they move into the general sequence, which is 30 days, which means once I have someone's email address, I don't actually have to physically type an email to them for 35 days, which means I've got plenty of nurturing, pushing them to different stuff, whether it's additional YouTube videos for training purposes, or whether it's a, an affiliate commission offer, like any of those things. Um, but obviously, it's all about leveraging that Facebook to get that email, and that email will be the thing that generates you the money, and you can turn it passive. Facebook is the is the like the active part of the role, which obviously we can talk about outsourcing and stuff like that. And Brandon will definitely come to you on that one. Um, <laughs> and then obviously you take that, and once you've got that email address or you've got them onto onto YouTube, etc., and you can then automate that process with those emails where you can fire them to a YouTube training. You can fire them to an affiliate offer. You can fire them to a five-day challenge or whatever you're doing. Um, and then having that like all built out, obviously 35 emails sounds like a, a lot, but every time you get a lead magnet, it's really only the five days that you're doing. And then that 30 days will just be an acquired list of emails that you've sent in the past that you then connect together um, to allow basically not having to touch them for 35 days. And that is, to me, how you'll turn it passive, coupled with the outsourcing and the software. Talk to me about outsourcing. How do you get your Facebook profile ready and trained up for someone? Say that one more time. <laughs> how do you get basically get your profile like ready and how do you train the person ready to take over your profile? Um, I don't really have anyone take over my profile. Um, I think that for me, I mean, I have software that I kind of use um, all the time, but I, I try not to, at this stage right now for me, um, I'm not doing too many postings on Facebook. Um, I'll post in my group uh, probably maybe once a day, but I'm doing more YouTube. I'm just focused on that at this moment. It kind of goes hand in hand with uh, what we talked about um, about monetizing your Facebook and earlier today. 
um, about being on one platform and focusing on one platform. So um, I do have all my content going important passive income, but I am really focused on uh, YouTube right now, just because for me, I'm focused on, on that personally. But I mean, for instance, I have a lot of uh, people in the Philippines that play video games for me. So um, you can do that same thing uh, online is there are a lot of different uh, VAs online where you can hire them and they are social media managers and they will actually take over your Facebook. Um, for me, I think Facebook is more of an asset um, with you know lots of information of um, things I send myself, um, like just um, say addresses um, that I need like as quick notes. Um, and I think that it has all my conversations that I've had with business employees uh, and all that, uh, that sort of thing. So I don't really want that information out. Um, not that it's bad, um, you can have access to it. It's just um, like some of my passwords, I should probably delete it, um, but I do have passwords on there. I just don't want them to have that information um, or like say my address, um, my shipping address or my mom's address, um, sending her like Mother's Day flowers. I don't want that, uh, our conversations to be taken out. Um, so just stuff like that. Um, I think it's for me, I don't want that. Um, but for uh, someone else, they could have a social media manager handle that and then they can definitely uh, kind of automate that process. I like how you, you've, you touched on and you spoke about obviously like, like YouTube and your Facebook group and obviously like different platforms. Like how do you get them to sort of work in conjunction to allow like a, a compound and effect for your lead generation? So for me, I mean, I do have multiple touch points. I mean, over the years, I've built one asset at a time, my Facebook, Facebook groups, um, all those kind of go to, um, well, so Facebook is pointed to one offer and then our group, but my off, my group has kind of, Hey, if you want us to email you, um, you know, our three-step guide to blah, 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 to Axie Infinity or whatever that is, whatever your offer is, then that goes into a, um, their email, their software that scrapes that uh, and uploads it to high level. And then high level adds it to um, a tag. And then that it says the tag is welcome to the group. And then I have a, a sequence that goes to that, giving them information, uh, kind of just onboarding them to kind of how I think. Um, and then also as I, pretty much as time goes on and people consume your content, uh, they feel kind of more connected with you and they're kind of more interested in what you're doing. And if there's something that they are interested in buying, then they're more apt to buying from you because um, you've given them a lot of valuable uh, information. And so that's one. Uh, and then my YouTube, all my pinned comments go to one um, which is our uh, boring passive income. And so we have Facebook that's going to boring passive income. We have the group that's going to boring passive income. And then we have YouTube that's going to boring passive income. And then that has a uh, opt-in page so that we're kept collecting emails 
And so we're just building this CRM. We have high level that is an amazing CRM that we just add all the emails there and then those go through sequences. So it's pretty much taking all these social media uh, avenues and pointing them into one direction. And then from there, we can take all of our buyers lists that we have and then we can add them to ads and do uh, custom uh, audiences and all that fun stuff but you're more the expert on uh, running ads as an agency owner. Um, that's what I'm getting into right now. So that's exciting. And it's like ads is definitely like one, one way to turn it very passive. Obviously it takes the cash. So obviously you want the cash flow there. Right. Um, but obviously running ads can hundred percent just turn, turn your lead flow on and obviously have that running in the background um, in, in a great, great capacity, even if it's like leads to your Facebook group or leads to a low ticket offer just to like cover the ad spend. Um, and then you're generating leads for free. And if you're generating right. leads for free, it's it, it's game over, isn't it? It's absolutely, right. you're, you're on to a winner. Yeah, it's, it's, I mean, if you have leads that are, not only that, are they they're leads for free, but they're buyer leads. Hmm. They're people that have already bought from you, which then you can upsell them on other things when they get the value from one thing and they are ready to progress that next level. And so it's just a, a way to have uh, just a cash flow machine. Definitely, yeah. Um, like just you're waking up to sales all the time, then, and that's really like. That's, that's when you know you've turned you've turned Facebook into a complete passive monster. Even you can outsource your ads, and someone can run your ads for you. So you don't even have to look at that. You don't even have to do that. And you can have someone looking after you. You have personal Facebook in terms of like either appointment setting or lead generation or engagement. Like obviously, we've got the software as well. So super Facebook tools can can automate a hell of a lot. Even automate messaging, um, if you put them into yeah. a sequence. Um, so there's all these all these decent little hacks. Um, what is your sort of final thoughts on it? Oh man, um, I love Facebook. Um, I think it's it's a really good tool. Um, but definitely listen to our episode last time where we talked about um, keeping that spark and uh, making sure that you're able to uh, keep being motivated every single day because. There are times that I do get burnt down on Facebook um, where I'm like, I hate Facebook. I want to throw you against like <laughs> the, the wall because it's just a blood, like life sucking machine. Um, because I mean, we've talked about this about constantly putting out content. You're constantly on this hamster wheel. So uh, that goes back to taking care of yourself and, you know, all this mindset. So it's super important to listen through all these episodes because I think that they give valuable insight on really creating a business and how everything works. But um, I think Pat, Facebook is a really great way to start making money uh, as a new to someone who's a veteran on uh, the whole online space because it's a, a great resource um, to use. 100 percent and is it like to get started it's definitely one of the best to help fuel other platforms i use facebook to drive people to my youtube channel which obviously grows my youtube channel which is like obviously helps me monetize etc um so using them all in conjunction with each other can massively turn this into a great system that you can then obviously start churning out your your own very like passive income yeah, and once you once you kind of get up the uphill battle on each of these platforms, you can spend more time on one and then not post as much. Like I did pretty well on Facebook, 
now I'm building YouTube and getting a, a following on there, but I don't need to post as often and I get pretty good engagement. So it's now that the kind of the audience is being built on one platform, you can slowly build on a second and you'll still maintain uh, on that first one. So uh, I know we, we've talked about building one on uh, Facebook and one on YouTube, uh, just build an audience on one and then continuously build off of, off of that. You can definitely leverage the, the audience on the from the first to the second. Yeah, um, which obviously speeds up the growth. Then, um, yeah. so, so guys, that is the end of this episode. Hope you've got like tons of value, and I will see you on the next one. Hey guys, thank you so much for tuning in to that latest episode of the Passive Buddies podcast. I hope you absolutely loved it and took so much value from it that you can go and make a difference in your life, in your finances, in your family's life. If you want to know more and if you want to connect with us on a more personal level, ask some questions, learn step-by-step how to make passive income online and the marketing strategies behind it, then there is a link to our free group below. Definitely click that link join the free Facebook group and let's connect and let's help you get to your next steps. See you on the next episode, guys.